back, everyone. To witches, legends, and ghosts. Oh, oh my. my. This is episode 13. Where the theme was children. <laughs> I'm your host, co-host, Jade. And your other co-host, Hunter. And? Let's get started. <laughs> okay, so, um, to be perfectly transparent, the original theme was not children. This was a no. very last minute yes. decision. Um, it was originally badged. Can I just tell you what I did though for oh, yes. for the thing yes. for coming up with the themes? I literally just did. I went to a a word generator, and I just clicked, and then I would write down ones that I was like, this could maybe have something, and I would just write them down. So this one was badge. I don't know why I thought that was gonna work. I tried. I was really like, I um, I was like haunting badges badges. Uh, police. Um... Yeah. So we scratched that. Um, and Hunter came up with the really good idea of having children because she had something that like you found. Children. Yeah. And then we've already touched on black eyed children. So we might as well just go more in depth. So yes, that's what I'm covering for sure. is black eyed children. And I know we've talked about this before because that's when I had my panic attack that I had to tell my oh, therapist yes. about. Yes. So when I first started doing this last night, um, I told Kyle that I was doing Black Eyed Children. He was like, why? And I was like, oh, well, we changed it to, to children. So I'm the Black Eyed Children. Mm-hmm. And he was like, why are you doing this to yourself? Last time you learned about this, you started having a panic attack. And I was like, it's, it'll be fine. And he was like, I can veto this, you know? And I was like, I'll be fine. And I convinced myself that by looking things up, maybe that one thing was just like a fluke, you know? Mm. And like, that didn't really happen. It was just like someone... It was just, like, debunking this one story that I read that freaked me out. And it did. That was the only one. That one story oh, really? is the only time that I've ever heard anything about going back in time and, like, stuff like that. So. So, yay. So, yay. Okay. <laughs> so, I'm going to go with, like, the background, what they are, that kind of stuff. And then I have, like, actual accounts from people that I'm just going to read word for word because, obviously, I'm not going to paraphrase their mm-hmm. own experiences. Mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> If you've never heard of Black Eyed Children before, and this is your first time listening to our podcast and you haven't heard me freak out about them before, (laughs) (laughs) Um, they are paranormal creatures that resemble human children, um, and they look extremely normal. They look very, very normal. They have, like, pale skin most of the time, Mm -hmm. but not, like, so pale that you're, like, questioning if they're real. Just pale skin. A lot of times they're either wearing, like, hoodies that are covering their face mm. or they're wearing like almost out of date clothing like kind of old okay. and me uh-huh. um and the, it'll seem like they're fully normal they may talk a little bit like as if they have they're like an older soul like they talk like oh, they're okay. like 60 years old or something uh-huh. um but then if you look into their eyes there it is eyes. just pitch black um there so, are like, no irises Okay. There are, there's no white to their eyes. Like, picture the demons in Supernatural. Okay, because I was going to ask if by black you meant, like, like literally, like, like they have, like, human-ish eyes Mm-mm. that are, like, black. Or if you meant, like, it was almost like black pits. Yeah, black pits. Some people have described it as, like, a galaxy. Like, okay. Like, purple or blue okay. or, like, really, really dark. Like, it's just, like, a void. Okay. Yeah. Two voids. Two, well, their two voids, yes. <laughs> um, so, um, they are seen hitchhiking, trying well, to get rides. Pause. Yes. Um, 
so I love children. Um, but I also feel like the horror, like, community, the horror, like, film, basically everything that has to do with, like, horror, like, the number one creepy thing that they, they turn to is children. So it doesn't surprise me that, you know, there's a folklore, myth, legend thing of children, because I feel like, because children are vulnerable, they're more, they're easier to prey on, you know, like, I feel like that's what a lot of horror things turn to yeah and i don't know or what it is or or they're seen as innocent so people would be more likely to offer help or aid which would get them closer to whatever creature they are that's very true that's very true you were gonna say sorry <laughs> uh i was gonna say what was i gonna say um i feel like children can be creepy very oh my god children can be very creepy very easily there's uh, this yeah. one so i work at a daycare and I heard a story about one of the girls who I, I, like, loved her. She was three at the time. But I guess she, we have nap time. So she's, like, laying on her cot. And one of the teachers said that when she was laying on her cot, she was, like, going like this to the floor. And the teacher Petting came, the floor. Petting the floor. Yeah. Yes, sorry. Petting the floor if you're not watching. And the teacher said she came over and said, what are you doing? And the child. Um, who was three at the time. Who was three at the time says he's going to sleep you have to be very quiet and no um (laughs) out the window and uh that person should have quit at the time but to be fair this child is the type of child where she doesn't smile a lot and she has long dark hair you know the very typical creepy child she stares just blank like you could like most children when you like smile at them you talk to them or you joke with them they like mirror you back yes because yes um it's like a thing it's a child thing (laughs) and she does not she just like blank stares at you straight face so if any child were to say something creepy it definitely would be be her um but yes so children i feel like uh, can be very creepy also like i think i watched i think i watched the one orphan movie, and that like put me off of like the one orphan movie. The oh, the one that we watched together. Um, I don't Roman know. Roman in black. Just, no, no, no. She was an orphan. I think the movie's literally called Orphan, oh. and she like killed her foster parents or something, and that really put me off of like having children because like the thought of waking up to your child staring at you over your bed is. One of the scariest yeah, things. Yeah, but, like, two weeks ago you were saying you want a whole gag of oh, children. Oh, I do. But at the time, oh, like, when I watched this, I was like, time. oh, my God, I could never foster or have children. That's so scary. And here you are. But I definitely want a gaggle. But, a gaggle. yeah, no. I love it. Children, scary. So, you were saying. <laughs> so, these, um, quote, unquote, children, children. Um, are seen, like, hitchhiking. They can come up to your car. Oh. Um, like, or the most typical encounter is they come to your house like your front door um or someone's balcony in other cases uh, like third floor balcony like if no. you looked out right now and they're just like standing there like that's what happens no i don't like that no. i really like i feel like balconies are safe yeah 
it's like opening your window and seeing a person there. Like, no, windows are supposed to be like relatively yeah. safe. Yeah, especially if you're on the third especially if floor. you're on the third floor. So I significantly like the door. <clears throat> okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Whatever, mm-hmm. not whatever. It's scary, but like the balcony. No, that's like balcony. my house. The balcony is like part of my house. It's basically like you're inside of it at yes. that point. I yes. don't like. Yes. How do you get rid of a child who's on your balcony? I don't know. Oh, that's eventually reassuring. So I'm gonna show some pictures. I'm going to show you this one first because this one's like, ew. I don't like. Oh my god. Right? They're all blonde. I don't like. This one's also creepy. They're definitely but olden days. this one is the worst one I've ever seen. See, that's what I'm picturing. Literally just voids. Yeah. Just like sucking you in. Yeah. That's what I picture too. I don't like it. So, mm. here we go. To the history. Um, Some tabloids say that you can trace the Black Eyed Children, like, story, and mm-hmm. there are tales of it since the 1980s. Um, okay. But there is one specific, like, article thing that most people can trace it back to. Okay. And it was in 1996 um, when a Texan reporter named Brian Bethel mm-hmm. uh, made a posting about a ghost-related mailing list. And in there, there were two alleged encounters with the Black Eyed Children. Mm-hmm. Also... They're so popular online that there's a um, acronym for it. It's B-E-K. What? And people just, like, know what that stands for. I don't like it. Black-eyed kids. It's, like, because they're yeah. black-eyed kids or black-eyed children. So, the B-E-K is, like, like, what Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. But um, I am surprised that it's such, like, a recent thing. Like, I feel like 19, what? 1996. 1996? That's like... Kyle was already born. Literally. I feel like it should be older. Yeah, I know. Hmm. So, um... Mm, 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 mm. Right, okay. So, um, Brian Bethel, the reporter. He is known for his stories being very, like, creepypasta-esque. Okay. So, take from that what you will... Okay. But he does say that he, he like, is very, very firm in his experience that he really did, like, that they really did see him. Mm. Or that he saw them, I yes. should say. Um, well, both. Um, so <laughs> here both. is what happened to him. Um, mm. He was in his car. and no. uh, In, like, a parking lot. And two kids uh, came up to his window and they had um, hoods covering their faces. And so he opened the window. He rolled the window down. What's his name? Brian. Brian. <laughs> Brian Bethel. Mr. Bethel. Mr. Bethel. You should know better. Mr. Bethel. Um, so he um, rolled the window down and they asked if he could give them a ride home so they could get money from their mom to go see the new Mortal Kombat movie. <laughs> I like that they're like very specific. Very specific. And hey, we want to see the new Avatar movie. Yeah. Do you have a couple dollars? Yeah, no, 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 not a couple dollars. Oh he no, wants sorry. To go in All the right. car so that you can take. The- yeah, so weird. Um, and he said that when like the first kids started talking, asking if they could give a ride, and then the other kids started saying because we want money from our mom, whatever. But as soon as, like, the second kid started talking, he got this, like, just overwhelming sense of just, like, unease and, like, dread wash over his body. And he said his, like, the other, the second kid's voice sounded almost, like, mechanic. 
I don't like that. Yeah. Um, and he said that mm-hmm. what when they started talking, what they were saying sounded very like rehearsed. Yes. And like like, hello, sir. Hello, Can sir. we get we a, ride, like a ride, please? Like yeah. Um, and so I he was like, oh, the movie already started. You wouldn't get back in time. So sorry. You know, like whatever. Mm-hmm. And then they started getting really persistent and getting really no, creepy. No, sir. And you don't understand. Yeah. No. We're just kids. We don't have a gun or anything. Let what? us in. I'm sorry. Children don't need to clarify that uh-huh. they're children. Yep. We're yeah. just children. Don't you see how young we look? Yeah. And then they looked up and he saw their eyes. Like, finally saw that they were all black. And then he rolled up his window. <laughs> And started okay. to go away, and the kid, like, pounded on the the, oh. the car as he's driving away, saying, just say it's okay. We can't come in unless you say it's okay. I don't like that. Yeah. I really don't like so that. So then See, he zoomed away, and when he looked yep. in the rearview mirror, they were gone. I don't like that. Because then it's like, where do they go? Uh-huh. So my thing about cars is that I don't like getting into my car at any point. Yeah. Day or night, especially night. alone, or with somebody else. I don't like it. I check the re- my, the back of my car. I'm checking every the time. back. I'm checking underneath I'm checking as I'm walking around. up. No car. Nobody could fit underneath my car, so I don't worry about that. It's yeah, like no one could fit under mine, but I. Look, it's good. Oh, like literally nobody could fit under my car. Um, not even a child. I don't think they would die. Um, <laughs> but. Even though I check and there's no one there, I'm still, like, don't like it. Like, it's yeah. like an open space where there shouldn't be open space. I, mean? yeah, when I was, I want to say it was, like, I was 16 or 17. It was when I could drive. I was, like, driving. Mm-hmm. Um, it was after, like, a softball game. And then a couple mm. of us had decided that we were going to stay the night at one of the girls' house houses. But none of us had our stuff. So I drove home to get my stuff. Um, and then was driving back. And as I was driving back, there was like a car behind me that I thought was like flashing their lights mm-hmm. at me, their brights, I should say. Mm-hmm. And I had remembered reading something very, very um, recent to that where someone was like in their car and there was someone in their back seat. And the person behind them was flashing their lights. And she was like, what the hell's going on? She mm-hmm. pulled in to, like, get gas. And then when she went to go pay for gas, the guy, like, stopped her and was like, hey, there's someone in your backseat. And I believe the guy was going to, like, kill her. So I thought this person was flashing their brights at me. And my blood ran cold. Yep. I was like, oh, my God, there's someone behind I'm about to die. Yeah, I'm about to die. And I, like, whipped around really fast and there was no one there. And I was fine. But. I'm very conscious. You know what it was? I don't even think they were flashing their brights at me. I think it was just like no. they hit like a bump yep. and it just like, no. but I'm so on edge that anytime someone yes. hits a bump, I think that they're flashing their brights and that someone's about to yep. kill me. Yep. And that's called anxiety, friends. Yeah. It took me so long to realize that like people's lights will do that because like the road's bumpy. Yeah. I like think I've talked to my mom about I was like, I feel like everybody's flashing their brights at me. I don't understand. Like, what am I doing? Or like, I don't. My original thought isn't necessarily that, um, because I really checked the back of my car, like, multiple times as a drive, so I know there's nobody back there, but 
I'm like, is there something wrong with my car? Or mm-hmm. I think they're after me. Like, they're flashing their lights at me because of something I'm doing or something on my car. They want me to pull over so that they can pull over and, like, kidnap me or something. Like, that's where my thoughts go. Mm. So it's so bad. Yeah. But it's not like somebody's in my car. It's like, they're after me. Yeah. They're after me. I need to get home. Yeah. My mom said, but no, also don't it go does home. that in the bumps. Yeah, I, I, I go home, though. You shouldn't do that. No. But, I mean, it's not, they're not following me. Oh. Well, yeah. So. But if someone is, don't go home. Go to the nearest police station. Also, Just if you're ever do- scared of someone pulling you over and you, for some reason, don't think it's a cop or it's, like, really late at night and you're all alone, um, you can call mm-hmm. and ask them to verify their badge number and that someone is actually out where you are right at that very moment. Yeah. And just roll the window down a crack and be like, hi, sir, I'm sorry, I'm paranoid. I would just like to make sure that you're a cop. Can I have your badge number so I can call and make sure that you're actually here? Yeah. And if they get pissed, whatever, like literally whatever, you're looking after your own safety, who cares? Um, but you can do that. I, ha- I-, I did learn, learn that. So. Yeah. My cousin um was coming home after school one day to a black car a black truck like parked like almost like behind their trees and he pulled into the driveway and (laughs) called his mom and was like uh who is this person and then they called the police and asked if like there was anybody like around like in that area yeah and yeah, they have a police officer, like, undercover, like, in their driveway, because they're trying to do, they're like, there's an investigation on their neighbors, mm. and so they just didn't tell you, though? Like, if I came home and found a stranger's car parked, and somebody in the car, too. Dude, like, I would be shitting myself. You have to be telling these people, you can't, it's not like they were, like, just, like, in the yard, or, like, at the end of the, like, their driveway is very long. And so there, there's a tree here. So they like were in the driveway past the tree and parked hiding behind, like partially behind the tree. Like you just think that people aren't going to ask, hey, what the hell are you hey, doing what here? Is like this? Yeah. they're just going to keep going on. The, oh, there's a car there. Huh. Let me go inside Must- my house. Yeah. No. No. Let me get out of my Sorry, car. Sorry. Absolutely not. I, yeah. So I found that astounding. I'm like, you're not going to tell me that you're doing an investigation on my neighbors. Hey, can I use your property? Right. Okay. Yeah, they're just there. Hey, can you not scare my high school son, please? Yeah, can you make sure that you don't actually terrify him and think you're there to kidnap him? Thanks. So, so anyways, yes. So anyways. I'm afraid of people pulling me over and kidnapping me. Yes, me too. <laughs> I'm afraid of being kidnapped at, at, by any any means. At the mall, I'm afraid of being kidnapped. Yeah, um, I'm just afraid just of being really kidnapped. Anywhere. Sex trafficking. Very, very paranoid about yeah. that stuff. Extreme. Paranoid about a lot of things, but let's not talk about that. Yeah, that will be just too long of an episode. episode. So, anyway, there was a movie that was titled Black Eyed Children that came out about the urban legend in 2012. Um, That Hmm. combined with some, like, online article that talked about black eyed children, they think is what, like, really got the ball rolling with it being so popular on social media and, like, how it's still spiraling like that. Mm. Um, And it's not just in America. Um, oh. It's also reported in England, and it's actually on a lot of newspapers where it keeps really? like reports. Of, yeah, so it's like bigger in England. Yeah, than it is here. at least in like one specific area. I okay, it's weird that you talk about England. Are we talking about England? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, that's weird. <laughs> Anyways, um, and then a 
apparently ghost hunters take these sightings like very very seriously and there's a lot of i'm gonna get into like the conspiracies of what people think that they actually are but like some ghost hunters think that black-eyed children are um extraterrestrials vampires or just ghosts well we did an episode about vampires and i can assure you they're not they're not (laughs) (laughs) they are not vampires anyways okay so here are different places that you may encounter black-eyed children um at your doorstep uh approaching your car while you're waiting for the light to turn green or while you're getting your gas no i'm afraid enough to get uh-huh. my gas i don't need a uh-huh. dirty child child um some may ask for help and look really sad and upset Aww. um others will just stand still and stare at you or like <sighs> just stand just dead-eyed staring <laughs> Like the kid at my daycare. Uh-huh. Yep. Um, they are going to be extremely persistent in getting into your house. And you're going to feel this draw for some reason to help them at the same, like simultaneously mm. as you feel this dread. Mm-hmm. Um, don't let them in. Don't do it. Don't do don't it. Don't do it. Um, I can see where it's like vampires because isn't it like vampires can't enter your home unless you unless invite them you invite in. Them. So it's like that. Yep. But worse. Definitely yeah, worse. Very, yeah. Um, like I said before, they will look fully like a normal human child, um, aside, obviously, from their black eyes. <laughs> um, but everything else about them, if you don't see them, you're going to think they're just normal. Except for you probably will get a really uneasy feeling just right. from, like, coming in contact the with them. Yeah. Um, they're going to ask if they can come inside because they need to call their parents or something like that. Um, and then in some wild, wild ass cases, they reported that they looked down and that they had talon-like feet. But not, but like, that's like three, maybe. I kind of like that more than just a child. Yeah, me too. Like, I don't want more creature. Yeah. Less humanoid. Yeah. Because humanoid creatures, that's where you really get me. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. So, um... When you first come in contact with them, so when they first knock at the door, it says that you probably will get a feeling of unease, but it isn't until you, if you actually like talk to them or look at them Mm -hmm. that when you see their eyes, you'll get this just like overwhelming sense of like doom. Like you think everything, like nothing good is in the, like think of a Dementor. Mm, Okay. That's essentially what they are. Okay. It like Um, sucks all the happiness from you. Exactly. Yes. So... Um, some people say that after they've been in contact, so, okay, but hang on, before I go further, they, there are supposedly, like, no first-hand accounts of someone who has invited them in. Great. There's only first-hand accounts of people who have, like, co- been in contact with them, but, like, turned them away. So we don't know exactly what they do. Right. Except for this one that I saw, this one that I have, like, they did invite them in. But then they both end up dying. But they, we still have the story. Oh, it's not firsthand. So I guess that accounts for that. Because someone else is telling it, telling mm. their story. But how did they know? Oh, they just might have. Anyway. Anyways. So um, here are some conspiracies okay. <laughs> about what they think, what people think they are. Some people think that they're like other, like, like I said, extraterrestrials trying to like reach out to us. Some people think that they're alien human hybrids that are coming to earth trying to like get to know their human side i guess okay um but that because they're like aliens they don't really know how to act so they're doing their best to try and act like a normal child would but they like can't and that they really so some people think that they're not 
malicious that they just want they're just curious but they have some sort of like uranium type of element in them that like is radiating bad stuff to other people and that's what's affecting them so it's it's not on purpose they just are like emitting a radiation okay whatever so that's what some people think other people think like demonologists specifically think that they are children of the devil and that if you invite them in, you are inviting the devil into your life. So, really not good. Um, and then someone wrote, like, some lore kind of graphic novel about the black-eyed children. Okay. And in this, they said that black-eyed children were normal children who ended up murdering their families. Uh, and then no. they turned into black-eyed children. I don't like that. I know. I know. I like the idea of... The alien thing? The alien thing. Me too. Because it makes them not as scary. Yes. Yes. That. And also, I, like, as you were talking, I was picturing, like, so they can't come in unless you invite them in. Right. Most people are like, no, go away. But what if you just, like, <laughs> like, they're just at your doorstep and you're like, but why do you want to come in? Like, just have a conversation with them. Yeah, you know? Like, will they, they leave? They are gonna and keep insisting to come in and they're gonna say we just we want to call our mom we're tired and we want to go home but like if you like say like a demonologist or whatever mm-hmm. like somebody who's like researching this wouldn't it be beneficial to like have them come to you so that you can like talk to them like get more face to face with them yeah and then like at the end say no like they can't do anything right True. So, True. like, you can just, like, sit there but, for an hour just talking to but them. But people have said that they experience nightmares and they've, like, gotten agoraphobia and, like, really bad headaches and stuff after just, like, talking mm. to them. And I also, like you said, they're, they get, like, like the part of you wants to let them in. So I feel like the longer you are talking to them, the more easier they can, like, compel you, basically. Probably. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so this first, so, okay, that was that. Now I'm going to get into the encounter. So here's where it's going to be. There's a lot. Um, here's where it's going to be. I'm just going to be reading um, because I would not have been able to do it justice <laughs> if I didn't read directly. Okay. Um, so this first one um, comes from one of the articles that Brian Bethel had read. Okay. So this is like the other place where it had happened or whatever. So, um. In a snowy town within the middle of nowhere in Vermont, an elderly couple heard the sound of three loud knocks on the door. They opened the door and saw two children. Yeah. A boy and a girl. Parents will be here soon. May we come in? That's how they opened it. Yeah. The children did not make eye contact and just stood there in the doorway. The elderly couple were hesitant, but after a while, they let them inside. The kids settled on the couch while the wife made some hot cocoa and the husband asked them questions that went unanswered. Uh, the wife returned and noticed that her cat was scared and angry with the children. Like, hiding, but mm-hmm. also, like, kissing. <laughs> um, may we please use the restroom? Ew. Uh, the wife looked at the kids, and then she finally saw them. The children's eyes were as black as a starless universe. That's a good way of explaining mm. it. <laughs> uh, she directed them to the bathroom and returned to her husband, who was covering his face with his hand. Did you see their eyes? The husband then showed her his hand full of blood from a nosebleed. The power suddenly went out and the house turned as dark as the kids' eyes. The wife headed to the restroom and was confronted by the voice of the kids at the end of the hall uttering, Our parents are here. The kids then exited the house, leaving the door wide open. The wife then noticed that there were two men at the end of the driveway. The men were very tall and slender. 
The wife waved but did not receive the same friendly gesture. The two men and children drove away together in one car. The power then came back on a little later after the kids left. Throughout the next week, weird things started happening in the house. Three out of the four cats went missing, and the fourth had been found dead in the pool of its own blood. The husband continued to have nosebleeds and finally went to the doctor where he was diagnosed with a very aggressive skin cancer. And that's all we know. For that one. I don't like that. No. Our parents are here. And then there's just Slenderman and his husband out And his friends. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, may we use the bathroom? I know. I... The royal we. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so I have three more. Okay. All of these come... Well, I don't like that one, so... Yeah, all of these come from a blog site called Thought Catalog, um, where it had... It was, like, 20 different... There were Some were really long, though, so I just chose, like, the creepiest and shortest. Okay. <laughs> so, um, <clears throat> this incident took place about 13 years ago. I had just moved to a new city with my wife. We were small-town newlyweds from the Midwest. We moved across country to one of the biggest cities in the Southwest so I could attend graduate school. Being naive and new to city living, I habitually answered the door without a second thought. Never again after this. The first thing that should have tipped me off to the peculiarity of the situation was the fact that someone was knocking at six in the morning. The second thing that should have dawned on me is the kid had to reach over the rather tall patio gate to unlatch and open it. The knock at the door was startling. My wife and I were getting ready for work, a pretty normal routine. The moment I opened the door, I was overtaken with an inexplicable sense of fear. To this day, I can picture him. Teenager, average height, average build, knee-length black leather coat, short black hair and sunglasses. The sunglasses at 6 a.m. struck me as odd. And even more odd, he was eating an apple. He was very polite and asked if he could come in and warm up. I said, no. (laughs) Closed the door and slid the security chain into place. A moment later, another knock. I opened the now chained door. Why? Why? <laughs> and before I could speak, he asked again if he could come in and warm up. No, I reply, and attempted to close the door. Before the door could shut, he put his hand out, stopping the door on its hinges. He looked directly into my eyes, still wearing his sunglasses, and said, Can I at least get some ketchup for my apple? <laughs> Fuck that, I reply, albeit a little <laughs> confused. <laughs> Get the hell out of here. My wife is calling the police. He takes a moment to let this information sink in, lowers his glasses, revealing eyes as black as obsidian, and says, no, you won't be calling anybody. At that moment, I force the door closed, lock it, and call out to my wife. She is scared shitless hiding in the bedroom. (laughs) All jacked up on adrenaline, I rip the curtains back to look out the window next to the door. He's gone. Absolutely no trace of him. I go out to the patio. Why would you go out? I go out to the patio and check the gate. It's still latched from the inside. That was fucked up, I think, to myself. <laughs> but then he turned uh, to enter the house and noticed a half-eaten apple laying on the ground. Ooh. See, I like this story simply because I'm picturing this teenager having so much swagger. He's, like, mid-chew. He's like, can I come in and warm up? Yeah, exactly. Will you at least let me have some ketchup for my apple? Yeah, that's exactly what I'm picturing. And he's like has the apple in one hand he's just rolling his glasses you won't be going <laughs> like i'm literally picturing like the most snotty like yes. swagger teenager that's exactly it yes i still don't like it but like no I but it's kind of funny like, I like, that one's kind of funny i like the apple yeah like it adds something yeah the apple's kind of funny. also he didn't finish it which just shows that he doesn't give a fuck which i like too yes so 
Okay, this next one I think is one of the first ones I ever heard. And so it's a mm. bit longer, but it's like iconic. Okay. And so when I was reading it, I was like, oh my God, I've like actually heard this exact story before. Okay. So here we go. Mm. Um, it almost felt like a dream. I woke up to my dog, Lucy, barking. She was upright on the bed where my husband and I were sleeping with our, <laughs> pardon me, left, with our 22 month old daughter. She's almost two. <laughs> Just say she's two. two. <laughs> um, uh, blah, blah, blah. The dog was staring at our door like an unknown stranger was out there rummaging around. I thought she was just freaking out over a house noise. We'd only had her for three months and she was still a puppy. It could have been anything. Our roommate, a creep from the house settling, the awnings moving outside in the breeze. I wasn't too concerned initially. I decided the best bet would be to open the door and show her that nothing was there. It sounds a bit silly, but it's what we do with our daughter when she gets scared and I figured it would work with a puppy too. I opened the door. That's what I do with the cats, actually. If they get freaked out about something. Like, like, okay. Um something falling over mm. and it like scares them i like show it to them to show them that like it's nothing to be scared mm-hmm. of or like when we go to make a shake or something with our blender i like tap it a couple of times so they know that i'm about to turn it on so it doesn't like immediately startle them so anyway okay um i opened the door and she raced to the front door she stood there snarling at the door it was an angry violent growl one i'd never heard her make before I looked groggily at her and opened the baby gate blocking the doorway, planning to open the door and show her that everything was okay. But the second my hand reached for the deadbolt, Lucy went wild. She started barking and jumped towards me, and when I touched the metal, she suddenly changed her temper. Temper? Her temper. She whimpered, almost like she was afraid and backing down. As her mannerism changed, so did mine. I wasn't calm anymore. My heart was racing and sinking at the same time. I had been flooded with a mixture of fear and dread. I looked at the people. I can't explain why I looked, but I did. Outside, there were two kids. One was just a smidgen shorter than me and didn't look much younger. I'm 21, and she looked to be 16 or 17. She was slender and pale. Her hair was a light shade of honey blonde, and she wore it long, about mid-back, with long, thin, blunt bangs in the front that covered most of her eyes. She wore jeans, a light wash that's popular right now, and a thin-looking olive-colored pullover-style hoodie. She held out a hand. She held the hand of a small girl who looked to be around three or four in the same style jeans and a button-down ivory cardigan. The smaller one looked at the floor shyly, but had the same shade of hair tied back in a ponytail. She held a stuffed toy under her free arm, and it was identical to the one my daughter has, as was the style of the dress. I don't like that. Mm-mm. Had it not been for the feeling of overwhelming dread and fear, I probably would have asked these children in and given them some tea or hot chocolate to get them out of the bitter cold. Something about them seemed off. At this point, I hadn't made any noise. I hadn't shushed the dog or grumbled. Nothing. I hadn't turned on any lights. So these kids had no indicators I was at the door. But then the older one spoke. She had a voice that was mature, confident, strong, and accentless, which... Huh? Doesn't... Doesn't... Make... Accentless? So she doesn't talk. I don't know. Yeah, I don't get that. Uh, She held her head tilted downwards, and I still couldn't see her eyes. She said, we have to use your phone. I stood frozen in fear. How did she know I was there? Fuck that. She raised her head to face me directly, and that's when I saw, oh, and that was when I saw her eyes. So, like, through the peephole. Mm-hmm. She knew she was looking at it through the peephole. Um, there was a reason I couldn't see them through her bangs before. They were black, or midnight blue, or a dark, dark purple. They were otherworldly. She said, our mother is worried. As someone who has always been interested in creepy stories, I knew what she was the second she looked at me through the door. 
I've never been one to believe in these things as a staunch atheist and skeptic when it comes to the paranormal. I had written off many a ghost stories from friends and family members eager to tell their tale. I didn't believe it. Still, I couldn't rationalize my way out of this. I was standing with nothing but a thin wooden door between me and a black-eyed kid. There was no questioning what was right in front of me. I did not answer her. Slowly and silently, I, be- I backed away from the door, Lucy still cowering at my ankles. She kept talking. Just let us use your phone. I took another step back, and with that step, the tone changed. At first, she seemed polite. When I took that second step back, she became commanding, almost hostile. We're not going to hurt you. If you wanted to do that, we would have broken in. I'll ask again. May we come in and use your phone? Lucy snarled at the door, and I, I inched. Hate that. Uh-huh. And I inched backwards, though something inside me seemed to be slowly pulling me back toward the door. It wasn't a physical pulling so much as a subconscious need to go back and let them in. I got to my room, covered up the window, <laughs> locked the door, and sat there in the dim light of the nightlight. I heard her call me back to the door once more, and then quiet. I didn't go back to sleep that night, and I haven't slept right since. I know from reading them that BEKs can't just come in without permission. I know that they haven't hurt anyone, but I still fear that I'll be the exception. When I told my husband, he said it was just a dream. He keeps telling me to forget it, this lingering feeling of sadness, this dread when the house is silent at night, this fear of a knock at the door. This tells me otherwise. Yeah, I don't like that one. Yeah. And then this last one is, like, super, super short, um, but it was the creepiest. I like the confidence, though. She's like, let me ask you again. Yeah. I'm going to ask you one more time. (laughs) We're going to come in. You're going to open the door. And you're going to let us in. Do you see my sister? She's three, and it's cold outside. So, just let's They're all brats is what I'm hearing. Yeah. (laughs) Let's skip this and just let me the fuck in. Yeah, that's exactly. Yeah, it gets aggressive so fast. That's that's what I picture. Yeah. I also like how she just doesn't talk to them at all. Yeah. She's just like... Just backs away. (laughs) I think I'm just going to go lay down. I'm going to go back to bed, actually. Okay, so this last one. This was the only story of someone who did start to let them in, but then someone intervened so it, like, didn't happen. Oh, okay. So, okay. This is so short. And all of this was in, like, lowercase text. Like, it was... This was creepy as shit, okay? I helped them once. Never, ever, under any circumstance, do it. I'm not sure what they do, but it feels as if they're ripping your soul out. They get really close to you, and you get amazingly drowsy. If it weren't for my girlfriend showing up mid, quote, invasion, and kicking them out, I probably would be dead. I didn't even see the black eyes until I had let them in. They're getting smarter. I was going to ask. I was going to ask if they, like, glamour themselves. They don't, they can't, like, fully hide their eyes, but if they're wearing, like, sunglasses or a hat that's covering their eyes and you just don't see it like yeah okay. it's possible but no they can't like they can't glamour like okay like percy jackson yes. where the yeah. the cyclops has two eyes like yeah no. okay <laughs> and that's what i have well i like mine a lot more than you okay <laughs> well and on a good note then is what i'm hearing mm, yeah <laughs> so I'm talking about the Green Children of Wolf Pit, which is in England. Okay. So the village of Wolf Pit is in Suffolk. I think that's how you pronounce it. Okay. Suffolk. Suffolk is how it's spelt, but I think it's pronounced Suffolk. Okay. Um, and the name Wolf sorry, the name Wolpit comes from Wolf Pit, which is like 
very literal. This town that the story takes place in, mm-hmm. um, around the 12th century, so very, very fucking long ago, very long time ago, had um, a bit of a wolf problem. So, uh, I guess wolves originally came from like England. Like that's like that's where I, I don't know if I'd say originally, but they have like a huge wolf population. Okay, and wolves were like what towns were like afraid afraid of okay like they well obviously wolves were they're wild they're they're not like dogs yeah they're not domesticated Um, and so they're like bears they would like break into people's (gasps) house or like houses or like the food storage they were dangerous obviously because they're like bears (laughs) um so this town wool pit built pits literally around the town like traps for the wolves to fall into so that, like, you know, to keep the wolves out and keep the town safe. So that's, like, where Wolf Pit comes from. It used to be, the town used to be called Wolf Pit. Okay. Because the wolf built pits for wolves. That, that, which were traps. Which were traps. Okay. But it's called Wolf Pit now. Okay. Like, like, wool. Um, and like wool, like, like a sheep's wool? Yes. Okay. Like sheep's wool. <laughs> okay. So this uh, story took place during King Stephen's reign. Um, so a little bit of history. I guess there was a civil war. Civil war. I feel like I said civil. Civil war <laughs> uh, that was like 20 years long. Oh, from God. 1135 to 1153. Um, after the death of King Henry the First heir in 1120, Stephen and Matilda, two people who were like um, mixed up for um, the crown, fought okay. for the crown with no care about like the people at all. Um, and so people were, like, starving and just in a war-torn country, basically. Love that. So this town, Woolpit, was focused on surviving the winter um, as people, as one does in England in the 12th century. Yes. Um, so <laughs> crops were the priority. Like, they were priority number one. Um, and so they had built all these wolf pits to keep them out for the crops because they're all starving and dying. Yes. <laughs> and someone... Uh, heard like cries of children which like isn't you know there's children in the town it's not like that strange but the children were speaking in not native tongue and nobody knew what they were saying and where were they they were found in a wolf pit they were like which it's very shocking i don't like them no look at this picture of them they're green Oh, they're green. Yeah, when I say like the green children of wolf, they're of like wolf pit, they're literally green. green. Um, so they were found. These children were found in the wolf pits, unarmed, unarmed, unharmed, <laughs> unarmed. Well, that too. That too. But they were just unharmed. How are you unharmed? The these wolf pits were like fifteen feet deep, so that wolves couldn't jump out. And they were like, they like dug the wolf pits and they put like bricks up all around it so that the wolves couldn't like you know use the dirt and stuff to climb out mm. whereas if you have bricks their claws like you know they can't leave they just died in there really um sad. it is really sad but also that's those were the times yeah <laughs> the wolves were breaking in and eating food yeah and eating yeah, yeah, people yeah. probably um so somebody found these children speaking in a language that nobody knows they're green <laughs> their skin is literally green cool guys like literally green skin and like the Hulk green. Like the Hulk green. And somehow the, they were alive after falling 15 feet. Children falling 15 feet into a pit. How old do they look to be? Do you know? Um, I would say 
They weren't teenagers. Okay. But they weren't, like, toddlers either. So okay. I would say, like... Like, five to ten? Yeah. Okay. Maybe, like, seven to eight. Okay. Seven to ten. Seven to seven. eight. So seven or eight. So seven so and eight. these children was, uh, we think, sister and brother. Okay. But it was a young girl and then, like, a young... Her younger... A younger boy. We okay. don't know if they're related or not. Okay. But we just... People of the assume. town assumed that they were related. Okay. So somebody in the town took them in, uh, but everybody was very confused because they're literally green they're children who green. don't speak their language. They speak something that they've never heard before. Um, and so they the children were, like, offered food, but they literally refused to eat anything until they were shown, like, beans. So I, I'm picturing more, like like a like green bean where it's like comes in like a, a stalk or whatever yeah and you like pry it open and like eat out of it yeah but so the children didn't know that you had to like open it they literally refused anything potatoes bread i think that's all peasants ate back in the day um they refused <laughs> to eat anything until they found like this bean stalk and they were like trying to trying to eat it i guess um but I guess, like, the stock part is, like, gross. And so somebody, like, showed them how to open it. And they, like, just ate beans. Like, green beans. They, like, green beans. I I, I don't think they're green beans. But there's some sort of, like, bean, pea, bean that's that's green in, in a little, like, pea pit. Um, Interesting. Yeah. They pea refused pie? to eat anything other than that. And even that, they didn't know how to open it and eat it. So why did they only mm, eat that? Go for that. Yeah, so then that's weird. Slowly well, because they're children. I'm sure a normal child wouldn't know that you have to open up a bean. I know, but, like, why would they eat that and not anything else? Maybe it's all they've ever seen before. But if they've seen it, then that how do they not know to open it up? Because their parents did it for them, and they've only ever seen it already open. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Yeah. So Anyway. <laughs> so then they were, like, living in this town. They didn't have any parents. So, like, some people, like, took them in. Mm-hmm. And they over time slowly started to eat like different foods okay well the girl did the girl slowly started eating different foods um but the young boy like still refused to eat anything other than the beans so he like got like sick and died basically he like got sick like, oh sicker and god sicker and sicker and died while the girl got stronger and healthier and like eating other foods and as time went on her skin got less and less green like over the years what the heck yeah and she like got old enough and she like married somebody and she had kids like she just lived a normal life where her brother other younger boy like died, died. with his green skin and refused to eat anything but what beans. the heck and slowly, uh, obviously, she was, like, lived there for a very long time. Um, she was, like, taught that black children. Black-eyed children, not, not just black children. Um, <laughs> slowly, she was taught, like, the native tongue. And and she was, like, able to tell her story because before they weren't able to understand mm. her. Um, so she told her story to people. Um and so I have like what she said, Ooh, but tell me, but, but we have to keep in mind that this is translated from Latin. So okay, <laughs> so I have a story from her what she says. Okay, but then I also have like an out like somebody in the town. I don't know if he's the guy who took them in or if it's just somebody else from the town. Mm-hmm. But 
he like like has his version of like what she said too oh interesting okay so his name is thomas knight uh no sorry i want to say knightley it's not thomas Caitley. okay in 1850 this is what he said in 1850 so he said so i want to clarify that he didn't say this in 1850 because this took place in a a very long time ago before that but this is like but this was translated in 1850. In 1850 yeah. from him. From him. Okay. So, it says, Being frequently asked about the people of her country, she asserted, she, being the young girl, mm-hmm. asserted that the inhabitants and all they had in that country were of a green color, and that they saw no sun, but enjoyed a degree of light like what is after sunset. So, like, the moon? Or just, like, when it's still light outside, but you can't see the sun anymore. Yeah, I guess. That that too. Being asked how she came into this country with the aforesaid boy, she replied that as they were following their flocks, they came to a certain cavern, on entering which they heard a delightful sound of bells. Raven, ravaged by whose sweetness they went for a long time wandering on through the cavern until they came to its mouth when they came out of it they were struck senseless by the excessive light of the sun and the unusual temperature of the air and they thus lay for a long time being terrified by the noise of those who came on them they wished to fly but they could not find the entrance of the cavern before they were caught Mm. so that's what he said okay cavern so, so they live in the caves. I guess, but do they have? How do they have light in the caves? I mean, they only have. Right. They saw no sun, but enjoyed a degree of light, like what is after sunset. And she also said that everybody in her country was green. What? What's a country where everyone's skin color is green? Well, not. On Earth, that's not for on, sure. Literally not on Earth. So she said, uh, these are her words. Okay. We are inhabitants of the land of St. Martin, which is regarded with peculiar veneration in the country which gave us birth. We are ignorant of how we arrived here. We only remember this, that on a certain day, when we were feeding our father's flocks in the fields, we heard a great sound, such as we are now accustomed to hear at St. Edmund's, when the bells are chiming, Mm. and whilst listening to the sound and admiration, we became on a sudden, as it were, entranced, and found ourselves among you in the fields where you were weeping. The sun does not rise upon our countrymen. Our land is little cheered by its beams. We are contented with that twilight, which, among you, precedes the sunrise or follows the sunset. Moreover, a certain luminous country is seen not far distant from ours and divided from it by a very considerable river. I'm sorry. Huh? I'm sorry. Wait, no. Um, sorry. So, <laughs> I'm so lost. there's a river. There's a river. A considerable river. A considerable river that divides their country from something else. Their country does not have the sun. They only have darkness. They're all green. They are all green. They only have darkness, and the only light they have is like what light follows the sunset, whatever that means, and that they heard a great sound. Which was the bells. Which are bells chiming. Mm -hmm. And while they were listening, they found an entrance, and then suddenly found themselves in the fields of 
I'm assuming wolf pit until they fell into one of the wolf pits. And that's And here we are. And here we are. Huh. Uh, so the f- one, a couple theories. Okay, please, please tell me. So the fir- one theory is um that the children were suffering from hypo chromatic anemia known as chlorosis okay which is a condition caused by a poor diet which turns a person's skin slightly green however after eating a normal amount of food the skin turns back to normal okay so it could be that okay well that checks with her um the a second theory which is uh i don't know um is that the children in their original country had some sort of poisoning, and because of this, their caretaker just left them to die near, like, the Suffolk border, mm. and they just, like, wandered themselves in there and, like, got lost. But they said that everyone in their country everyone was green. Um, the third theory is that um, they came from, they were Flemish immigrants, because I guess during the 12th century, many Flemish immigrants arrived in England, um and they are persecuted by king henry the second so they think that the sibling siblings they will call them siblings could have been children of flemish immigrants who the immigrants were killed in battle because it was like in the middle of the civil war yeah but they're green um, <laughs> but they're green <laughs> so people think that they were orphans and they entered an underground mine in the area and eventually just arrived in Woolpit because they said that they were right in a cavern yeah. but they're green but they're green listen if they weren't green yeah sure whatever but they're green but they're green and they say everywhere everyone, everyone from where they're from is also green, green. So. so then the last theory is that they're extraterrestrials of course mm-hmm. that's it there's no there's no evidence that's just what about we think they're green what if what if they live what if there's an inner earth oh my god i love i were you the one who told me about this i may have been there's like a graph that i saw of like earth and then there's like tunnels running through it and there's like there's a theory of like people like tunnel people, like people living in tunnels like below us, and that there's a whole, like, System. like how we have Earth, and there's people living like all around it. Mm-hmm. It's like the same, but like just like levels below ours. Yeah, I've heard of that. That so maybe sounds that's, like them. Maybe dude. that's what they're from, and like the light could be like lava. <gasps> you know, like in how in Minecraft yeah. when the lava gives off enough that's light, true. or some other. Something. Some other something down there. Bioluminescent yeah, worms. Yeah, say something. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it would make sense if they were, if it was something like that, because at night, I feel like the light looks, I yeah. feel like everything looks more, like, purpley. Yeah, Like, it just definitely. looks like that. So then that, oh, dude, I think we solved it. Done. And then also, People well, are then green down there. That would kind How of. are we gonna know? Well, see, that's where, okay, that's where I'm trying to think of what would explain that. Maybe because they are underground, they aren't exposed to the sun. They're not exposed to a whole bunch of other things. Maybe for some mm-hmm. reason, in that in that condition, these maybe they had similar beans, but not the exactly the same. Yes. Maybe they had something similar that was mm-hmm. like that, and it, that's what causes their the skin diet, to be green. Yeah. But because for some reason, like 
they do live underground. Maybe they don't need to get everything else. And that's why they could live in there being like on that diet. But as soon as they came to our world, you had to change. Otherwise you died. I didn't think about that. Dude, I think we solved it. Okay. So So the green children um, of Woolpit just are from, like, they're tunnel people. They're tunnel people. Which that's pretty. One cool. of us will have to talk about tunnel people. One hundred percent. Um, and that's 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 it. That's the green children of Wolpen. Wow. Yeah, there's only this one instance that's of like green people. So weird. Yeah. Hmm. See, that's where I'm like, it can't be like an illness because we don't have green people. I literally tried to like Google like conditions that turn your skin green. Right. And, no. There's that one. Like, and then it's from yeah. having a poor diet. But even diet. then, it's, like, <laughs> not. I picture, like, if people are saying green, like, it has to be, like, green. Like, Hulk green. Like, it has to be green. If yeah. it wasn't, then they would say, like, greenish, washed out, or... Sickly looking. Sickly looking. Like, yeah, they didn't say that they necessarily looked sickly. They just said that they had green skin. Right. And they were children. Right. That poor boy died, though. Yeah, that sucks. I know. I would have liked his account. Yeah. He died before he so is the there native tongue. Question. Is question. there, like, documents of this girl existing? I, like, as an adult, yeah, I didn't find anything okay. about that. Um, all I have is that she did eventually get old um i don't even know like when she died but okay. she like got married and had kids and she like lived in the town hmm. yeah she was like it was like a big thing because obviously the village is like small enough that these green children every single everyone person knows. knew about them yeah but i'm just glad that they like oh they're children like imagine if they weren't children imagine if they were adults like found in like the wolf pit like i feel like people would have taken like it would have been like witches or something oh yeah because they were children it was like oh let's take care of them let's feed them let's teach them our our native Mm -hmm. tongue and stuff like yeah the story would have been really different if they were not children oh for sure but yeah but they were children so they were children so they (laughs) were safe okay cards cards the cards the cards i'm gonna go first just because i have two Okay, yes. Um, so, the first one, if you did not see our TikTok, the first one is A Time for Healing Balsamic Moon, which we have had before, so mm-hmm. I'm just going to go to the teaching of this one. Okay. Um, so, actually, no, I'll do additional meanings okay. in the teaching. So, additional meanings are it's time to let go of the past, you're mm-hmm. about to turn the corner, you need more time to heal, or think about how the situation would look if everyone were healed. And the teaching is patience is required at the time of the balsamic moon. It's a time for self-care as you slowly but surely prepare yourself for the new moon, which is just around the corner. Mm Mm-hmm. No matter which point in the current moon cycle you have pulled this card, it's a reminder to go a little bit easy on yourself. The time to step into your creatrix power will come soon enough. Give yourself the time you need. And what is the current moon cycle? The wolf moon. We were just... So that's weird. We talked about wolves wolves. last time. Yeah. Well, and this... And this time we talked about wolves. <gasps> wolves all the way around. What? Yeah. Okay. And the um, self-care thing. So we're at a full moon right now. Mm-hmm. So this is, so we're like halfway. Wow, were we at almost a full moon when we did this before too? Because I think we were. I think we, we were. We pulled this one before. I think we were. 
Why? It's weird. The same thing? No, that's just oh, okay. weird because it. Well, because it says no matter at what point you are in this oh. cycle, it's just a reminder to go oh, easy on yourself. Okay, yeah. And yeah, that's. So then, do you want me to go? Yeah. And then you go do your last one. Okay. Uh, yes. So I got Dragon Goddess, which. In the tech deck, we've talked about how neither of us have ever seen this card. We yeah. didn't even know it existed. And this was my first Oracle deck that I've ever gotten. So I've had it for like over a year now and I've never pulled this one. So that's so that's strange. saying a lot. <laughs> so the keywords for Dragon Goddess are prosperity, acclaim, and fortune. Okay. It says, the mythic dragon is a symbol of good fortune throughout many cultures. Your generosity and efforts have not gone unnoticed by the universe. And the dragon goddess is here to offer you a streak of luck. Although many rewards come to us through our hard work, sometimes wonderful things come to you out of the blue for no apparent reason at all. A period of abundance, success, and prosperity is upon you. Act boldly. Have courage to try something you have never dared to try before. Mm. You will notice your vitality and levels of joy increasing. Be open to receiving gifts as much as you are thrilled to give. Meditate on your lucky star above and keep it in mind as you move about your day. That's really cute. That kind of works with mine because where this one is going up, the day after my birthday. Oh, it is? Yeah. So this is going up the day after my birthday. Yes. Um, So that kind of goes with I always do feel really awkward when people get me gifts. Mm. I very much am someone that likes to give. So that sort of like take get, take get gifts for from yeah. that as well as give it. Yeah. So that's exciting. Okay, so the next one from the Moonology is Hold Your Vision, and this is a fixed moon. And I don't think we've had this one before, so I'm going to read mm-hmm. the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, there are two main possibilities with this card. The first is that you need to stand firm in whatever situation you're in. The second, very different interpretation, mm-hmm. is that something is stuck. That could well be referring to the situation you're asking about. Even though we're not asking about situation. We're just pulling cards. We're just pulling cards. If that's the case, have a think about what you can do to grease the wheels so that the events move forward. Are you being stubborn? If so, that's great. Because if you're really wanting things to change, there's a solution. Stop digging your heels in. (laughs) Be the one to break a deadlock. With two interpretations for this card, it's up to you to decide what's going on and which meaning applies to you. This offers up a chance for some self-reflection. Attune to the moon. Yes. Just say the word a lot and see how it feels. Additional meanings for this card. Staying power, faith, or patience are needed. Staying power, I don't know what that means. Um, someone needs to back down, either you or someone else. Avoid stagnation. Or a personal or professional relationship will be enduring. Hopefully that's ours. Mm. Both, really. Yes. And then the teaching for this is, in astrology, there are three quadruplicities. Cardinal, fixed, and mutable. The fixed signs are Taurus, Leo, Scorpio, and Aquarius. I think I'm a cardinal i think i'm a cardinal sign i think capricorn's cardinal and i think yours is i think i'm muted muted yeah okay so the fixed signs can be stubborn so anything that's just starting as you draw this card may well last longer remember we each have all the star signs in our chart it's just the way the astrological wheels work so there's no judgment when we say that while it's admirable how much staying power the fixed signs have they can also be obstinate i like that Mm -hmm. i like that like it's not just one thing just because you're mutable or fixed or cardinal doesn't mean you're stuck with those attributes you can have all of them because you have all the signs in your chart that's true i always what's i never know your stuff i just know that i'm uh, my star my star your my son is sagittarius Sagittarius. 
I'm pretty sure my other two are Aries and Taurus. I, yes, I think I think you are a Taurus rising because I'm a Taurus, Taurus moon. I'm a Taurus rising uh, Aries moon. Okay. Interesting. I do not get Aries vibes from you. What is Aries? I don't know my vibes. All I know is that Sagittarius are things Travel. that I don't I don't attribute. No, to I think much. Because when I hear Sagittarius, I think of someone who is, like, who wants to travel and, like, experience the world. And that's how I think of you. Yeah. But I also want to come back. Like, I want to travel, but I want to come back. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of the times... Well, then that could attribute to your Taurus rising. very true. I was going to say, because a lot of the times it talks about how Sagittarius are, like, supposed to live in all these, like, crazy places. And, like, no, I can can go, but I always want to come back. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Aries vibes, if you picture, picture, um, Julian Solomita, Ben Marble's husband. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Oh. He's an Aries. I don't get, I don't feel Aries at all. I, yeah, that's why I it's said I don't think. not me. He is very energetic and aggressive. Not in, like, a mean way, but, like, but that's, loud. Isn't Moon, like, your emotional? Yeah, Moon is, like, okay, someone described this to me as, like, an avocado. Okay. Okay, someone told, okay. So, like, the outside, the skin of the avocado is mm-hmm. what everyone sees as the avocado when you first see it is your rising sign. So, what people, okay. what most people think you would be based on, like, not really getting to know deep down who you are would be Aries, apparently, which I disagree. No. No, Taurus, Taurus. Which I kind of see, actually. Mine's Cancer, which I also see for myself because that they're, like, very emotional and, like, that's me. Mm, yes. Um, and then the meat of the avocado is like the sun part so that's what makes up most of your personality it's like your sun sign but then at your core who you really are when you're by yourself or with the people that you like are most open with that's when your moon sign comes through well i feel like that works that actually is very crackhead energy and i feel like you are definitely crackhead energy but only around only people yeah you like, know what? That definitely makes a lot of sense, actually. Yeah. Like, if you're not in my inner group, I am not. No. Crackhead. No, definitely like not. Like, when we went to the Cherry Festival, mm-hmm. like, very much not how I normally yeah. act. Yeah. Like, more guarded, I Yeah, would say. definitely. Yeah. I just, the, when I think of this, I think of the one time that you, Kaylee, and I were sitting on the couch, laying on the couch, I should say. Okay. Um, At the old apartment. Okay? The one in Milford. Okay. Um, and we were, I don't know, we were having a sleepover and we were all laying down on the couch (laughs) and my mom, like, I don't even know where she was. She must've been like in back in the room, letting us have like the family room or something. Mm -hmm. And we were listening to music and like the beat dropped (laughs) and we all started dancing disgustingly. Like I was like laying there and I had my foot up and I was like going up and down. Haley is like. Like shimmying back and forth, and I don't even remember what you were. But we no. were all doing something disgusting, and I looked over and saw that we were all doing it at the same time, and I was like, "These are my people." Yes, literally. <laughs> this crackhead energy, right here. It is the crackhead energy. Yeah. So, so it actually makes sense. Good time. It does actually make a lot of sense. Yeah, mine. My, my moon is Taurus, which is like very stubborn. Yes, that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> and very like loyal to yes. a fault. Yes. And yeah. So I think that at my core is very, very, very accurate. And I definitely think the whole Capricorn, like, workaholic type, people would definitely see that from the outside. And oh, yeah. definitely people would think that I, like, give everything my all all the time and I, like, really, really work. No. <laughs> I really don't. It depends really... what it is. Well, yes. 
but I really don't. Because you're, like, you have a lot more of that than I ever will. It's, it's dwindled. Yes, it's but very I, much think it's, dwindled. I think it's still, it's still there. Like, when I hear you talk about things, like, I, it's different than how I think about things, what, I feel like. What do you mean? I don't know, just like, it's just different. <laughs> It's Capricorn. I don't know what to tell you. Huh. I don't have that. Interesting. I don't have that. And then meanwhile, Kyle's an Aquarius sun. Mm. He's also a Taurus moon, so that fits well. And then he's a Scorpio rising. What does a Scorpio rising look like? Um, I don't really know much about Scorpio, to be I was honest. Say, I don't know anything about Scorpio at all. Yeah. Just that nobody likes him. Oh, really? Yeah. But nobody likes Capricorns either. Here I am. And here I <laughs> Here am. you are. <laughs> Yeah. I was talking to my friend Erin. Her birthday is the day before mine. Oh, yes. But, like, a year after. Yes. And, um, so we're both Capricorn. Mm. And I was telling her, I was like, I just don't see myself as a Capricorn, like, at all. And she was like, no. She's like, I see yourself. I see you as a Capricorn. And she was like, but I see you as all of the positive attributes of a Capricorn. And she was like, I see myself as all of the negative ones. She was oh, like, no. I see no positive Capricorn attributes in myself. And I was like, well, that's incorrect. But that's funny. Yeah. So, we also like astrology, if you didn't know this. Yeah. <laughs> yes. If you had no clues, I know we, like, really like to keep that secret, so <laughs> no one would ever know. <laughs> definitely not. Well, thank you for listening. to This one was definitely much longer in the sense of we rambled a lot more. Yes. So, thank you for bearing with us for that. And it's fun when we do that. Yes, it least. is. <laughs> it, it's fun to us, at least. And that's really all that matters. No offense, yeah, guys. Yeah, sorry. But, um... <laughs> we have to deal with ourselves in the current time so we're yes. gonna make it how we yes. want it to be yes uh we hope that you enjoyed uh the creepy stories that jade yes. brought and the strange and confusing story that i brought yeah yeah i liked it yeah i know when i read when i read it when i heard about it i was like um i've never heard of this because yes. i don't really know anything about england like folklore in terms of yeah. like, that stuff um, and because it's such a small town, like, it's not, you know, as big news and it happened right. so long ago. So I figured, you know, I, I had this in my, like, thing I wanted to cover at some point because I heard about yeah. this so, so, so long ago, like, way before we started a podcast. Oh, I love that. And so then I, like, kept it in my notes and yeah. I'm like, things I want to cover and that's the only thing in there. And, <laughs> and so I was like, maybe we should do children because that works so perfect yeah, that's with perfect. black-eyed children. That's perfect. So. And it helped ease my fear a little bit. Which I'm very happy about because I didn't know that, like, you wouldn't want to cover it. You should have told me. <laughs> Listen, I didn't know. I was fine. It was just when I told oh, Kyle about it, he was like, are you like, sure? Are you sure? Like, yeah, like, fine. <laughs> well, I'm glad that it did ease, ease some fears. And yes. it made mine more intense with the car thing. So that's good. <laughs> so sorry. <laughs> so sorry. So I hope it doesn't uh, freak anybody else out from getting their car. I'm very sorry. But just, you should always look in your car anyway. So. And if it does, then just remember that they can't come in unless, unless you invite, you invite them. them in. You know, just remember no, that. no, no. Deny, deny, deny. <laughs> deny, deny, deny. So um, when where that one card says, say yes for a little bit. Don't do it with black-eyed children. Do it with black-eyed children, Don't you do guys. That. No, no, no. <laughs> Don't let them in. Never let them in. Green ch- green children though very different. You can definitely let those guys in. Yep. Mm-hmm. They you don't understand what they're saying. You have to have some sort of bean with you. Yeah, you do. Die. You do need the beans. But well, they'll die with the beans too. Apparently, yeah, the boy. 
So anyway. So anyways, um, we hope you guys like this episode. You can find us on Instagram. Oh, I'm doing all of them. Oh, Instagram, Tumblr, Reddit, TikTok, YouTube, Facebook. Find us there. (laughs) (laughs) Where mostly it's like, oh, my underscore podcast or something along those lines. lines. You'll find us. Hunter and Jade. We'll be there. We'll be there. (laughs) We'll be there or we'll be square. And we're not square. We're never square. So we'll be there. So we'll be there. (laughs) Don't you worry. All right. Okay, bye. Bye. Bye.